With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, my name is Ali Vignon, coach of the Flyers. Hey, I'm Travis Konechny. Hi, I'm Paul Holmgren. Hi, I'm Matt Niskanen. Hey, I'm Scott Lawton. Hi, I'm Joel Farabee. Hi, it's Derek Grant. Hi, this is Bob Clark. And you're listening to Snow the Goalie. 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 Post game, press row show, going in the Snow the Goalie channel, the only Flyers podcast. Um, not the result you hope to have in the first game of a series, but despite what you would find on Twitter, which is a bunch of people ready to uh, go schedule some tea times for uh, Claude Giroux and Sean Couturier and Travis Konechny, the series is far from over. It's a series that we thought was going to go six or seven games anyway. And I think the scoreline was actually not indicative of what the game was. Anthony, talk to the people. Well, I think the third period, anything after the second goal is just didn't really matter at that point, yeah. right? I I think once it's once it's two nothing, I think the Flyers the the wind is out of the sails at that point. Um, and that second goal, it's it's really kind of disappointing how how it kind of came to be so um yeah i mean look you you make one mistake against a team like the islanders they're going to jump on it mm-hmm. and you you need a you know you need a big response to to you know be able to stop it um I, there were some things that i liked after the first period the, tonight obviously the, the, this was all set by the first period right yeah the first period was a disaster the flyers were the better team in the second period and then for the first part of the third period up until, you know, the second goal and then obviously the third goal, uh, that you know, the Flyers were right there with the Islanders playing with them. So, like, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, my God, this was awful. No, and, and, it's, and like, it's, to that, to that point, like, if, if you're, like, a – if you're a super possession stat kind of person, like, there are things to take away as a positive in the second period especially and even in the third period, like – in terms of five on five play, this team was the better. The Flyers were the better team. I mean, like if 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 we really want to be honest about it, I think they were the the better team. Anthony's gonna be really upset because the Flyers lost the expected goal uh, battle two point six to two point two six. But like in terms of like getting shots, you know they weren't always high danger opportunities, right? The Flyers had six high danger opportunities in the second period, only had two in the third, but they only allowed three in the third. If you take that first period out of it, the Flyers end up winning the high danger chance, you know, battle eight to six. If you look at Corsi four in that final period and even the second period, you're looking at 69.05% in the second at five on five and 65 point. I guess the point I'm trying to make is there are things that you can point at and say this series is not over yeah and this team is a good five on five team the problem is they just weren't able to finish tonight yeah for a myriad I, of reasons and, I, and I, what I, i'm glad that you brought out all those analytical stats because i want to say that 
it, they're really good to look at as far as looking retrospect, look back at the game, look at those stats and sit there and go, okay, they can Is tell this, you, they can the, tell you a, a story, a, a, a certain story. And they can either confirm what your eye test told you yeah, or it can contradict. And then you go back and you look at the film again and say, okay, where did I get this wrong? Yeah. And, and what you pointed out from those, from those stats is that it's not as bad as a four, nothing. Flyers no. didn't get shellacked to know the first period. They did for 20 first minutes. Period, first period they, was horrific for 20 minutes. They got their ass kicked. Yes. But other than that, this was this. And it was only a one, nothing game at that point. Other than that, they were pretty darn good. Yeah. Um, just didn't score. Varla, Varlamov had a great game. Um, the Islanders play a real tight defensive game. They clog the front of the net. Um, it really make it hard on you. Uh, and that's okay. And that's what we knew. And we look, this is going to be a long series. We've been saying it since since we found out where there was going to be Flyers Islanders. It's a hard it's- series. They had remember the Flyers did not win against this team. There are only two teams in the Eastern Conference that gave the Flyers fits. One was the Tampa Bay Lightning. Flyers were 0-2 against them. And the other two or 0-3. And this team, the Flyers were 0-2-1 against. Overtime loss. So like it's not a total shock that the Flyers were going to have a hard time. And by the way, the thing that the thing that we said was an advantage in the Montreal series, uh, um, once Montreal's coach had to go out because of a, a heart condition and had to you know have surgery, was the Flyers definitely at that point took over the uh, the the coaching disparity. They they took over the coaching advantage, having AV versus Kirk Muller. Well, Barry Trotz is a damn good coach, and he knows how to make adjustments. So, you know, if you're AV, this is the thing that I I kind of think of like looking forward is. What kind of adjustments does AV make? Because this is where you're paying Boku bucks for a coach to make the adjustments and to get his team better prepared for game two. They can't come out flat like this again. If they do, it will be a painful game too. You've got to think that they're going to get it back together, but sorry, go ahead. Um, I think there will be, you're going to see a, a lineup changes again. Um, I, I do. I think that you're going to see Haig back in the lineup for gossip bear. I'm shocked that didn't happen in this one. Well, I think that they thought, and I, here's why, here's why I think ghost was in. Um, he had a, he had a really nice game game six. Sure. Against, against the Canadians. So you were hoping that he can build off that, but more, more importantly, like we pointed out, the Islanders are a heavy team, but they're not a fast team. Mm-hmm. And so you're hoping that gossip bear can, with his ability to skate, his skating ability, maybe help with the breakout, which has been struggling. So that's what you're hoping for. Turned out he was a disaster in the game. He turned the puck over like it was, uh, you know, he was he was he trying. He turned to- it over like a nice morning when you're getting your apple turnovers ready at the bakery. Yeah, it was bad. He it, was, was it was bad. One so, pan so I, in, turn him over. Another pan in, turn it. Okay. So I think Haig is is going to be back in the lineup. I think JVR is going to be back in the lineup. And I'll tell you, I think JVR is is a guy who could play well against this team. Um, JVR kind of gets gets lost against teams that can skate. I, I think the teams that are a little heavier and a little bit more physical, I think JVR plays better against them. I don't see it. I'm going to be honest with you. I think he's going to get bodied off the puck, and I think it's going to get ugly. I don't. I, I je- You know what? I think you and I should place a wager. Okay? I don't think he's going to be a savior by any stretch of imagination. I didn't but- say savior. I don't even know if he gets a goal in the series. If you get, If you tell me that in a seven-game series he sees the ice in three games, I don't think he scores. That's what I think. 
Well, it's it's, it's not that's not it's, again. I'm Matters. not even worried about. I'm not even worried about guys scoring. I am. I'm worried about <sighs> for JVR. I, JVR. I'm more concerned about scoring. Like because if my my, I don't think my position has changed on this all postseason. JVR is a valuable guy if you get him on one of his goal scoring streaks. Specifically, if he's a a a real difference maker on the power play. And if you're not going to put him on PP one, I don't think he should play. And if you're not going to put him on PP two with players that are advantageous to his skill set, then I don't think he should play. I I just don't either. He's- so here, but here's the thing, Russ. Here's the thing. What they're not, they haven't been playing him on a scoring line when he's yeah. been in the lineup. Has now with Scott Lawton kind of falling out of favor as far as the top two lines are concerned, yeah. um, and, and not and you know not having you, you really feel like you're better off with Raffle up there. I mean, they moved Raffle back down because they needed help down in the lower uh, or the bottom two lines. So maybe if you bring JVR back in and you play him on a line with some skilled players. So what maybe, you put JVR with like what connect and Hayes. Do you do something like that? Does well, that work yeah, for you? You're dropping Faraby at that point, but sure you could do that. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It, the problem that I have with JVR, I guess fitting into this lineup is it feels like you have to shift so many pieces around to make the perfect situation for him fit. And even then you haven't gotten the production. So I don't like, I'm struggling with it because I do think that their ceiling with a good JVR in a scoring, like on a scoring streak is better. And I think they have a higher ceiling with that guy, but I don't know what, I, I don't know what that looks like. And I don't know if it's something that you can continue to, to hope to capture because at some point it, it either works or it doesn't. And like, I kind of thought, you know, you get him involved on the power play and maybe he deflects one. And that's the thing that, that, you know, gets him over that mental hurdle. And then maybe that's the thing that kind of opens him up for a five game run where he's just unstoppable. I don't see it, but okay, let's get to, let's we've get got, to it because the, the, a, a we, couple of guys are putting stuff in here that it's like, did you, did we not just watch the same game? Okay. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> spinning my wheels through life. Just said, uh, Isles just scored again. <laughs> Thomas Dixon said low percentage shots. At what point is, is this what the flyers are? They've had more bad periods than good. So spinning my wheels through life. Steve Petruskovich says on Facebook, there are positives to take out of the game. Yes. A couple of breakdowns, but I really like our compete level tonight. I still like our chances bags. 2020. It's a seven game series. Please everyone stay calm. Thank you bags. I like bags. 2020. Yep. Okay. Jim O'Connor on uh, Twitter says, how do they get those guys going? Too many blind soft passes. Guys not getting to the net. The blind passes is the thing that people have been really up in arms about for the last, I don't know, let's say six games. Uh, Mike Luker says, does Michael Raffle even golf? He's a good golfer, by the way. Bags 2020 said they just ran into the hot goalie. Haha. Varlamov. I mean, it's true. Um, but he's nah, not... just, that's just an old, old saying. Like, no, the flyer, no, I, no, old I get flyer's it. Excuse. I get it. But he's on a uh, on a uh, shutout streak. So, like, yeah, you know, he's, I mean, he's kind of a hot goalie. It is important to point out, though, that he's not Carey Price. Like, he's had a really good postseason. I think he's only allowed three goals twice since the NHL resumed play. And other than that, there have been shutouts, a, a bunch of one one goal against, and I think one or two twos. But he hasn't allowed much, and I think a lot of that just has to do with the defensive system that, that Barry Trotz installs in front of him. But you can beat him, and the Flyers had opportunities to beat him. They just didn't tonight. Uh, spinning wheels through life says, will AV pull Hart to start the game to be cutting edge? That's the best answer he has. I, I saw a lot of people complaining about pulling Carter Hart with seven minutes left in the game, which I thought was a, an okay play. Because you're already proving that you can't score five on five. 
So to me, what honestly, what's the difference between 30405? None. Right. There there's none. I mean, is Carter Hart going to take it to heart huh? that an empty net goal goes against him? No, like it, it doesn't matter. You're you're hoping in that moment that if you if you score a goal quick with the extra attacker on, they hadn't had a power play yet to that point, right? So because the Islanders they didn't get a power play until five minutes ago in the game. So that if you're thinking, let's get an extra attacker on the ice. If we are able to take this risk and score, make it 3-1, then you can put the goalie back in again, and you can play another few minutes trying to chase the, the one goal before you have to pull him again. There's nothing wrong with doing it. What, so what do you do? You continue to play 5-1-5 five five at 3 nothing, and you don't and you don't score. It doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? It, it really doesn't matter if the final score is 3 nothing, 4 nothing, 10 nothing. It doesn't matter. At the, in the end – the, the the end result of this game is is going to be one game to none. This isn't soccer. There's no aggregate scoring. Hey, it's- hey, 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 stop. <laughs> stop you. No soccer hate on this show. All right. Uh, Daryl Brendel says, we lost 5-0 to Montreal and bounced back, which is true. And I yeah. thought they looked worse in that game than they did in this one. They did. They looked I worse in that game. In like a weird way, I don't feel as bad. I don't feel as bad about this loss as I did any of the games against Montreal. That included some of the wins against Montreal, by the way. I... I, I You know what it is? You know what it is? The people that are upset, the people that are most upset are the people who didn't listen to anybody who said this Islanders team is good and they're going to stretch this series to six or seven games. That's that's what this didn't happen. People put themselves in an echo chamber of positivity. And 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 now all of a sudden it's like shock to the system. Guess what? I'm going to make it. I'm going to say it again. The Flyers are going to lose at least one more game in this series. Wow. Probably two. Whoa. And you know what? And, and maybe even three. They might and lose, lose the series. series. They might uh, lose the series. No, but I know I'll pick math. the Flyers in seven. Yeah. Um, but that's it. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna have to lose a couple games before it to go seven games. It, it's gonna be a long series. It's okay. Do you like how in the video I emphasized it when you were kind of like I do. You're I do. trying to. You're, you're I, trying like to your dire- I, I like Travis your direct. I like your directorial. Thank work. you. Appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, Aaron Frank says, "I literally have nothing constructive to say." Sigh. It's okay, Aaron. Don't worry. Come back. <laughs> come back. Come back Wednesday. It'll be fine. We're gonna be. We're gonna be fine. It's gonna be okay. By the way, it's also important to note that like Wednesday afternoon game, which Flyers afternoon games, not a big fan, and then and then the next day, the next night, they've got a game. I mean. You could turn the whole thing around with back-to-back wins. Then, then are we all like still getting ready to jump off the ledge? Now, listen, if the Flyers go out and they drop the next two, yeah, then it's then it's panic time. All right, then we're like 2010 against Boston kind of panic. We're not there yet. It's okay. Uh, Space across Mars slash the Ritual says, "What do you think about Haig in the lineup?" I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be back in the lineup. I do too. Uh, Swing Wheels Life says uh, they were decent in the second period, but never had a real high quality chance. Kevin well, Danko, but, but Kevin I will, st- I will say if goals. you had if expected goals is two point whatever, it was 2.6 to 2.26. 2.26 that must mean that they had a couple of chances in there. They did, right? I, I, I mean, they had they had had six some. high danger chances in the second period. What do you want? What do you want? When we throw some numbers at you, I'm gonna throw some numbers at you, huh? Anthony Algebra, I know that was your name. I found out, you know, eh? Algebra. Okay. Uh, Jerry Temple on Twitter says, I was so good defensively and with a locked, uh, uh, locked in Varlamov, man, good luck scoring. They're very good defensively. Yes. Uh, Zoe M says second period flyers dominated. They did Zoe. They absolutely dominated in the second period. 
VK says if TK and Hayes line start scoring, Flyers will win the series. They kind of need to recapture some kind of magic. And I liked that line a lot tonight. Yeah. I really did. I yep. really did. I mean, Farabee got lost uh, a little bit back-checking on the uh, – was it the third goal that they had to break out? The three on uh, – or no, that was the, was the Anders Lee goal. That was the second goal. Yeah. Right? I think he so. Gets a, he gets a little lost on that. But other than that, yeah. Uh, I'm going to read the next one like Stephen A. Smith because I like the the name that's referred to in the second part. Okay. Sean says, not, o- not only saying this because he got a shot out, but how didn't Varlamov go the way of Slava Voinov? Remember Slava Medvedenko? Stephen A. Smith hated so much. Anyway, Slava Voinov, disgraceful. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's that has to do with their off ice issues. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Varlamov had some time away. It it was, but it was before Voinov's, and it wasn't as I don't think it was as bad as Voinov. So, mm-hmm. but understandable, understandable why you're asking that, Sean. Okay. Uh, the story the story is we lack creativity on offense. Uh, Daniel Shryock Jr. says, did you guys notice the first or second line didn't see a shift for the last three minutes? I did. I, what I noticed in the last three minutes is that uh, once once they gave up the empty net goal, uh, I, I think that he only was playing players that um, he thought were producing for him. It's probably It was probably a little bit of a message. She's getting scratched in game two. You heard it here first. Uh, okay. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, oh, here we go. Eric Woodland to that point, kind of. This isn't going seven, or, six or seven games like most expect if G and Coots don't get going. Uh, VK says whichever team has the better coach, AV or Trotz, wins the series. I, I think that they're both really good coaches. Yeah. And I, I, you know, look, uh, tr- um, AV got the better of Trotz in what year was it? Uh, or no, the other way around. Trotz got the better of. AV. No, no, it was AV got the better of Trotz in his first year He's on first, with Washington. Second, AV's on third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. His first year in Washington. Jerry Temple says, when Ross Johnson plays better than Sean Couturier, you're going to have a bad time. Eric Woodland says, saw good things from TK, Hayes, and Voracek. Yeah, by the way, you know, I noted that in the uh, which period was it, that uh, Konechny looked like he was coming up a little bit lame at the end of a shift, and then it was like, well, maybe it's just the end of the shift. He looked better. Ross, hmm. What? I'm going to ask you this, and it, this is, it, Eric puts this out there. You know, we were talking about where do you fit JVR when he comes back. Yeah. Would what if somewhere what in if, the press box? What if Eric? What if Eric puts this line? What if this line at Eric? He's not calling it a line, but what if AV uses this as a line? TK Hayes and Voracek. Yes, and you put JVR with Giroux and Couturier. Um, I don't like it. It's this is the problem. It's the only thing that maybe works, right? Like it, it might be the only way to get JVR going. But if it doesn't net you a result, then it might have been a waste all along. I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know. TK Hayes and Voracek would be a fun line, though. I'm not opposed to it. Yeah. Uh, this game played out exactly how the pundits would say it would. Why was AV not prepared? I disagree I that he wasn't prepared. Space Across Mars says uh, AV is better than Trot's. Bill Gordon says, "Will AV start Elliott on back to back?" I, I just... think, I think you, I think you might see Brian Elliott in a game in this series. I oh really no, do. Anthony, Anthony, no, 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 no. Get the wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube men out. Brian Elliott can't, he can't possibly see a game in the postseason. 
<laughs> you got to ride the young netminder, Carter Hart. You can't possibly. Do you know what you're going to do to this team's chances if you put Brian Elliott in? Anthony, do you know? The whole thing's going to fall apart. He can't possibly play a game. The horror. The well, they're horror. Gonna, they're going to need him. They do. And they're going to need him. And he wasn't bad this year. I don't get. I don't get conceptually where people got so upset in the Montreal series that like maybe the kid that you've got playing in net that's 22 years old and has never gone through a postseason, perhaps it's not a bad idea on a back-to-back to let your backup goalie start a game. At some point, he's going to have to get in. He's going to have to. And you do have to worry about the possible negative repercussions of starting your 22-year-old netminder in every game. I don't think you can do it. You just can't. And by the way, you're not paying Brian Elliott to just sit and collect dust on the bench the entire postseason. You can't. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry. But get yeah, and he's gonna he's gonna have to play. I think he's gonna have to play w- at least one game. Yeah. Um, it's a possibility of two, but I think he has to play at least one game. And by the way, if he plays, it's probably well, going to be not, it's probably it's going to be game three. And it's not going to be like a goalie uh, a goalie controversy. No. If he gets a win. Okay, it's not. All right. Um, Chris Freed says Flyers have now been outscored by six goals in the playoffs this year. To me, that is becoming very concerning. I think it's just because he had some lopsided losses. There was two of them: five nothing and four nothing. You take those, take that away. That's nine. That's a there's your minus nine, right? So, if you don't get shut out by a crooked number, there you go. Granted, they did have two shutouts of their own, but those were low scoring. By the way, Colorado just scored. Uh, all right, Spang Wheels Your Life says, AV is Andy Reid, can't adjust in-game. I disagree. How dare you go after the man who we interviewed before this, the uh, season? Can't do that. Cam Miller says, I feel like Ghost makes makes one good play and then multiple bad plays. <coughs> yep. Um, I don't know who Space was referring to there. Daryl Brandle said, so many forwards aren't scoring for us. Wow. I think there's an injury. I do. I think there's at least one injury between Lawton Couturier and Giroux. I, I had Konechny in there, but now Konechny ended up ending the game looking like he had plenty in the tank. Uh, somebody did bring up on Twitter, and I think there could be something here because you and I like to talk about the human element around hockey, but Claude Giroux's got a one-year-old at home, and Sean Couturier was there for the birth of his child and then had to bail to go to Toronto. That's not easy, and I don't care how many people want to say, oh, they're making millions of dollars. You got to just give up on your family for like a couple of months. No, that's a real thing. And when these guys get done playing, do you know where they go? Back to their hotel rooms in a lot of cases or maybe a common area. But guess what? You're still going to check in with your wife. You're still going to check in about your like small child at home that you can't be with. And that's hard. And when that kid is like a year old, that's really hard when that little kid has a hard time with their dad not being home. When that child is like a month old, that's hard. There's a lot that like, if these guys aren't all on their game, I can't hold that against them. That's a legitimate concern. And regardless of how much these guys want to talk about shaking those things off and you get on the ice, it's still a thing. It's still a thing. Uh, so that's the one little bit of, uh, of uh, leeway I'll give these guys. 
All right. Uh, Daniel Schrock says, how about actual line shuffles to get some of these guys going? Maybe he's, maybe he's been juggling them. I don't know yeah. how, how extreme you're going to get. You can't just start rolling out a ton of lines that have never played together. It's not going to be advantageous. Hunter Miko says, uh, it just hurt watching them skate slow to pucks and not clean fast movements like the Islanders were doing. It's not that they were skating slow to the pucks. I, th- I think that the, I think that the flyers, did not did not expect in the especially in the first period i don't think they expected the four check to be that tenacious on them that's why there were so many turnovers i i think that they'll get um they'll get it fixed they'll get it right yeah. they'll get it, they'll, they'll, they'll they'll be okay for game two yep um we've got a few more here that i want to try to get to uh chris freed says with uh two games with games two and three on back-to-back days, does that increase the pressure on the Flyers to win game two? Well, I, I, I don't necessarily know if it's back-to-back needs to be um, increased on game two. Uh, it puts the pressure, increases the pressure on game two. Or I, I think that the fact that you're down 1-0 increases the pressure on game two. I mean, that you don't want to get down 2 nothing because then it's going to be really hard to beat that team four out of five, right? Yep. So you, you want to win game two and then make it a best of five. That's yep. I think that's it. Uh, this is a good one from Eric Woodland. The NHL gives us two potential back-to-backs and the other series in the East has one if it goes six or seven. Nice. Yeah, I don't understand why they felt the need to put two back-to-backs in this series. Totally stupid. Especially especially considering that there's they're, they're all in the same arena. Like, it yep. doesn't make any sense to me. Makes no sense. Yeah. Zero sense. Zero whatsoever. Uh, Steve Beecher on Twitter says, wonder how to change up the forwards to get them going. I don't know because you don't have a ton of depth that's sitting on the bench ready to come in. I mean, if you bring in JVR, okay, are you really going to go back to Connor Bunneman? I don't see it. No, I, and there's a couple of people are mentioning all the hippies who want Morgan Frost in. You need to stop. Yeah, you need you 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 need to reassess. He's not, he's not reassess ready. some things. Reassessing things. When's he's the last time Morgan Frost played meaningful minutes for the Flyers? It, it's it's not even a question that he's not ready. He's not ready. He would be if, nice if he's in the lineup. It's because of an emergency. Yes. Uh, let's see. Oh, I didn't even see this one, but there it is. Does Frost enter the series or too much of a liability? He's there? not the only one. There's a yeah. few of them in there. Yeah. Um, Chris Sauerbaum says, I agree. JVR may help, but bottom line is we need something from G and Coots. I think you put the three of them together and say, wake the hell up, boys, and then go do it. Daryl Brandel says not impressed with Farabee last couple of games. He's young. I realize I disagree. I think he's been fine. He's okay in the offensive end, but he doesn't look great defense in, in his own end. He and really doesn't. Young, and that my friends is what we call a young player. Yes. Yep. Kevin O'Brien says, well, it's not like the power play is doing anything anyway. Why not blow it up for a game? I think I was referring back to the idea of like having JVR play meaningful minutes there. Uh, I need to scroll I, through. I some of these they didn't really have a, a game today. I mean, their chance today. They had one power play with five minutes to go in the game. Um, Colin Silva says, I want to see G and TK combination. Anybody remember that JVR Hayes Voracek line early on worth trying? Might not be bad. I would be okay with that too. I, I just think getting, I think putting Voracek on, onto a different line because he's the one guy that's kind of been going a little bit offensively might be the way to go. Look at this fireball Paul. We like fireball Paul for uh, putting out the fire a few games ago. Do you think this was the last chance for Ghost? I really missed taking the lineup tonight. I don't know if it was his last chance, but we're getting towards that point. Um, 
it's just it's just the turnovers are so glaring, especially against a team that four checks like the Islanders. Uh, Chris Freed says uh, pulling heart when the team was down three goals and seven minutes left was provocative. Unfortunately, with how the team was playing, I thought it was pretty useless and didn't see the point of doing it at that point. I thought it was fine. Really, I did. I see another yeah. com- uh, another question here asking about Morgan Frost. Here we go. Uh, Brian Gravino says, I'll try to mix positivity with skepticism. They had a great second period tonight, but it wasn't enough. A game two loss to the Islanders team, and it's turned the lights out. Well, I don't know tur- if you get it's there. Not, I- it's not turn the lights out, but it's it makes the hill You're starting to climb. dim them. You're yeah. starting to dim the lights a little yeah. bit. But by the way, if they lose game two and it's close, and then they come out on Thursday and they win the game, all of a sudden, hope springs eternal again. It just, it, I think yeah. a lot of it depends on how these games end up going. Aaron Frank says, not upset, just disappointed. Can we get Ant to rant, an Ant rant to cheer me up? <laughs> Why, thanks, Aaron. I, I'm glad you enjoyed them. I will say this. Um, Pellick got hurt there uh, mm-hmm. pretty badly. He's one of their top pair defensemen. It'd be interesting to see and follow along to see if he comes out of the lineup. If he comes out of the lineup for for the Islanders, I think that now all of a sudden you're looking at as you know an opportunity for the Flyers because I don't know who I don't know who you put with Pulak at that point uh, other than Pellick. Um, does Johnny Boychuk come back into the lineup? I think he's healthy again now. Um, he was hurt earlier, but I think he's healthy. Maybe he comes back in, but boy, it, it's a it, you know, I, I don't necessarily know if uh, if the Islanders are as good defensively. I know he can't. I know spinning my wheel says he came back into the game, and I know he came back into the game, but that's a hockey player, right? I mean, guys come back in all the time, and then all of a sudden you find out they go in the back, they take an X-ray, and lo and behold, there's a fracture, right, or something like that. It looks it looked pretty bad. Um, I'll tell you, I think that there's some that's something to keep an eye on. I'm trying to find something here because somebody had mentioned that the Flyers are bad at 3 p.m. games. I'm trying to pull the numbers on it. I'm pretty sure that tonight the the Flyers were the favorite. I think it's now 7 of 8 or 8 of 9 of the last um, matchups between the teams. The underdog has won the night game, but that doesn't apply to the day game, so I don't know. I I think that measuring a team's performance over the time of day that they play is as fruitful – as saying that, oh, well, their last 22 playoff games, it doesn't matter what happened two years ago, four years well, ago, six, six years ago. None of that matters. They were different teams. No, but I'm saying if if you're looking at this season alone, day games, there might be a little bit something. I'm, I'm going to look for it. Uh, Stephen Van Horn says, was Ghost in there because the offense is struggling? Obviously, he's a liability. Fireball Paul says, Anthony Algebra. We're going to maybe we'll get a T-shirt. Your head with just the numbers all over. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Coach Gary, really going for Anthony, says maybe Claude should do something. Uh, I think we're just trying to poke the San Filippo. Sam Healy says, uh, I just had to watch my roommate go through this with the caps. It's going to be a fight. Yeah. It is. It it's is. fine. That's how seven game series happen. This is the playoffs, man. Playoffs. Playoffs. All right, uh, Seth Goloff says, is it me or has this team looked outclassed in every game this playoffs, even the victories? Thank God for Carter Hart. No, I wouldn't say they were outclassed in every game. Justin Charado uh, says, uh, do you believe Ghost will be back next season? I don't Prob- know. Probably at the start of the season, yes, because they're not going to have a lot of time to make changes, and I don't know if he trades him 
try. I don't know if he gets value for him. Um, although I will say that because the cap is going to be kind of flattened for the next two to three seasons because of all the lost revenue from COVID, um, I could see them trying to move him uh, to clear some space. Um, but I ultimately think that guys like Gossis Bear, JBR, are Seattle Kraken material. Uh, let's keep going. Tony X says Pitlick was the most noticeable flyer. Not good. Well, it's, it's not, it, you know, it's never good when your fourth line guys are your best players in a game, but it's hard to, it's hard to say, you know, that they, that they weren't, you know, that they were only good because the rest of the team stunk. I thought that those guys were really good tonight. Both teams. I thought the fourth line for the Islanders, was really good as well with Pajot and and Sezikis and um, who's the third and Martin on that on that line I guess um, uh, I thought that the fourth lines were really good both teams both ways and I think you need your fourth lines to provide good minutes whether it's twelve you know ten twelve thirteen minutes in a game especially when you're playing four games in five and a half days like these two teams are going to be playing I mean, think about that I mean it's it's here we are Monday night. By Saturday, we will have all the first four games of this series. By Saturday afternoon, lunchtime, we'll have four games played. That's crazy. That's really crazy for a playoff. So you need your fourth lines to play, play important minutes, and play well. And for both teams, they did. I know a lot of people. We we you know we talked about this earlier. I don't want to get back into the Nate Thompson argument again. I thought Nate Thompson had a good game today. I thought Tyler Pitlick had a good game today. I thought when Raffle was down with that line, he was he played really well. I thought the Islanders' fourth line played well too. They're fourth line guys. I get it. I know, but there's no there's no reason to constantly destroy them and say that they stink because they're not as bad as you think, and they got and they have to play you know a portion of this game for your team. I'm trying to wrap my head around something I saw tweeted at me. Um, I, I'm a little bit. Uh, befuddled by it. Yeah. Um, uh, the guy said, "Now, okay." So this guy said, "Enough with for the excuses." When are we going to hold players accountable? Konechny hasn't played well since the return. Giroux hasn't produced well at all over his last twenty-two or so playoff games. And here's the part that that I don't understand: Coots isn't the elite top ten center this fan base thinks he is. This fan base, right? I, he's only he's only a Selkie finalist. I don't I, for, like. I'm so wondering, like, time. does the guy mean? Does the guy mean? And I just asked for clarification. Does the guy mean he's not playing like a te- top ten center now? You can argue that. That's fine. Yeah. Or just in general, he's not a top ten center, right? Because I mean, he he is. I in mean, general, in general, he's a top ten center. I mean, and it's not just Philadelphia that feels that way. Yeah. Uh, Debbie Conway says, what's up with Coots? Turnovers, losing faceoffs, bad decisions with a puck. Very unlike him. Yeah, he's not been good. I wonder. He's not been himself. He's away from a newborn. I know you keep going to that, and I know that that's a possibility, but I wouldn't I wouldn't bank on that. Let's put it that way. You and I are both parents. Yes, but I, I also I also don't make millions of dollars to do a job. Doesn't matter. That doesn't change your that doesn't change your your mental standing. Just doesn't. 
Mm. It doesn't. If you, you, if you get on the call, I'm again, I'm not trying to make this excuse, but like for people who aren't parents, you don't understand this. You get on the call with your wife at night. She's going through postpartum blues, postpartum depression. You're not there. And there is a one month old baby that you could be holding and helping with. And you're not getting to bond with that child. And it's your first kid. That's hard. That is going to be difficult. And if that's what's on this guy's mind, and that's why he's not playing well, which we can't have any way to prove this unless we ask him. Uh, if that's what it is, I can't blame him. I just can't. Won't hold it against him. Um, Space Across Mars doesn't want to see Brian Elliott. Says he can't take heart out of the team. Uh, Jack K says, after a good start in the round, Robin, what's happened to Lawton? He had a better third period. He did, but like overall, second and third, second and, and third period, in the knockout but, round has been, but yeah, not not good, which for is the bummer because we like Scott Lawton. We're, yeah, he's a good player. Like Scott Lawton people around here. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I need to see. Stephen Beecher also asks uh, if Frost is worth a look. No, nope. he, he didn't play minutes. He didn't play minutes down the stretch. You can't. T- By the way, he's not physically. No, he'll get killed. Absolutely destroyed off the puck. In a few years, could be a real contributor. Maybe even next year, but not right now. No. Mandy Artemenko posts as tenacious forecheck. Um, Jackson Teller, Grant for Frost now. Nope. Nope. Uh, Space Across Mars says, your show is awesome. Thank you very much. No, thank you. Oh, thank you, yeah. Thank you. Appreciate Don't forget that. to subscribe to the podcast. Snow the Goal, the only Flyers podcast. Everybody knows this. Um, all right. So Joseph Horakovsky says fans of the game are allowed to critique the game, not just wear the colored shades of the team you support. I despise fans who say, if you don't like them, go root for someone else. Haig needs to replace ghost and coots might need to go down to the third line. Even if it's only for one game coots looks like he's playing with, Oh man, with a traumatic brain injury and ghost is a turnover machine. Um, Could, uh, could you potentially send Sean Couturier down to the third line for a game and move G back to first line center for a game? Maybe. Is that a long-term sustainable model? No, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I, I mean, do it. You, you could gotta... you? Yeah. Should you? Probably not. Um, Kevin Danko asks, why not try Friedman instead of ghost or Haig? I don't think Haig played poorly, so no. I don't know why you yeah. would put him in that same yeah. the only the, the problem the problem is and here this is the this is the the catch 22 here is that ghost is in because he's better at breakouts than haig and the breakout is the big flyers biggest issue right now yep and so if you go back to haig while you get a better defensive player and a player who's going to make fewer mistakes in his own end your breakouts going to be even worse so well, here you go again too. JB says they need Haig's physicality out there. Yeah, Which, I mean, there's there's positives to his game for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's see. Anything else? We interrupt this hockey series for a night of the Phillies bullpen. <laughs> you know, I tweeted this out and like, I, I don't know, maybe it's just me like liking to run with narratives and stuff. I guess I'm sometimes guilty of doing that. But like you look at, at something like tonight and and to me, it's just kind of frustrating because the the Sixers just got swept. Brett Brown just got fired. The Phillies bullpen blows leads almost every night. 
the Eagles are just starting to get back in the conversation because of training camp. Like you have a lot of eyes on you. You have a lot of disaffected Sixers fans who have friends who are Flyers fans who are like, all right, you know what? Fine. Like they're the top seed. Yeah. Okay. I'll watch them. Like I'll give it a shot. And you got and you lay a goose egg. And you know, the casual fan doesn't look at this game and say, Oh, you know, there are positives to take away. No, they look and they see that the team got shut out. And for some people like that's going to be it unless you advance or unless you take a, you know, three, one series lead or something. So that's a little bit frustrating. I think the timing of, of a performance, you know, is, is really key as you try to grow the sport, grow the, grow the fan base. Chris says next says, uh, I love Faraby and I'm glad he's up, but with the team or he's up with the team, but even the few times I got to watch him in Lehigh, he never really showed great defensive end play. Like you said, it's definitely a lack of experience. Um, these people calling for frost need to stop. He's regularly forced off pucks in the, uh, in the a and the NHL has been similar. He needs to get bigger and get more experience before he comes up full time. He'll get there, but it's going to take some time. Cam Miller says, do you guys think Nate Thompson gets bumped to try to get more offensive players in the lineup? No, not a chance, not a chance. Um, Pat Luden asks, can you argue the Flyers haven't had scoring touch since the season went on pause? Yeah, I mean, they have, what, 11 goals in seven playoff games? Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Yeah. Tavis H. asks if uh, JVR dresses in game two. You think he will. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I also got Peugeot at the deadline, and we got Thompson. Yeah, Fletcher. Um, I mean, that what was did a, the Islanders pay for JG Pajot. Was it two firsts or one first? And, and a more. Second, and yes. a second and a third or two thirds? Yes. A second and a it third. Was, it was a lot. It was four draft picks, including he, two firsts. And he's a free agent. No, they well, signed no then they signed him. They signed him. They signed but him. They, they acquired him knowing that he could theoretically go after a free agency, but they signed him to a long extension and they gave away a lot. Is, is Pajot a guy who's worth all of that? No. Was he good? Yes. Is he worth all those picks? No. He's been a good player for them, and he fits the system really well. But I'm, if the if I'm the Flyers, I don't trade four draft picks for JG Peugeot. No, no way, Jose. Drunk Grady says you guys have better Flyers takes than 99 of Flyers Twitter. Good work. Thank you, Drunk Grady. <laughs> I wish you all the best in your travels back to the city of Philadelphia from Toronto, you, Ohio. T- Toronto, Ohio. I love that. Yeah. I thought it was really funny. That was well done. Very well done. Uh, let's see. looks like a lot of the same things that we've talked about. Uh, did we have an over under on the leading story of Philly sports radio today? I did not listen. Says Aaron Frank. We did have, um, Chris Mack double zero. I think it was Saturday. He kept a running tally. And as of like three in the afternoon, he said that it was like 15 minutes of flyers had come up between the two stations. So not great. Then again, Sixers getting swept is a pretty big story. And firing the head coach. And firing Brett Brown. It was like the afternoon, right, that that went down. That's going to lead the news cycle. And honestly, I can't totally blame Sports Talk Radio for that one. This is probably going to get buried, though. I don't see this leading things tomorrow. If they get a win here, maybe it does, but I don't see it now. Um, Any chance... Giroux plays center on another line. Great at face-offs. Well, he's still going to take face-offs whether he's playing center or he's on the wing. 
he's still going to take the draws. He's going to take the yeah. draws on on the uh, right side of the ice, while Couturier will take him on the left side of the ice if they if they are on the same line. Um, so it doesn't matter if he's a winger or a center when it comes to faceoffs. He'll be out there. Okay. Well, I think uh, it's probably about a good place to wrap up for the evening. I think uh, we did get a we did get a question from Eric Woodland who asked, um, "Did Giroud oh, dodge? Sorry, the, here it is. Yeah, did Giroud dodge the media again after today's game? I haven't seen any interviews yet tonight. Um, he was on the list to be. Uh, we we came here instead of going to the press availability, but according to the email that we got." Um, uh, and remember, the NHL is running this, so it's not like the media can re- is requesting guys. But according to what the NHL made available after the game tonight was A.V., Carter Hart, Claude Giroux, Kevin Hayes, Jacob Vorchek. That's who was present for post-game availability. Yep. All right. Anything else you wanted to get to before we head out for the evening? No, I'm I'm good if you're good. I guess Freddy, I got to write. I got to write something about this disaster. You do. You have to write something about this, and I wish you the very best in that endeavor because uh, this is not this is not the kind of game uh, that's a lot of fun to write about. And I'm supposed to find a sidebar out of this. And um, tonight ends up going down as one of those games that you just don't really want to write all that much about. But there are positives. There are some positives to take out of it. And if you join the show late, don't worry. We're going to have this going in the Snow the Goalie feed. Let me throw that up on the screen really quickly. Uh, yeah, I love that but, spinning the wheels, spinning my wheels through life wants to see me drinking wine every game. Oh, uh, every game? Why? You just, just said a thing said, slam the wine now. Ant. Slam the wine. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, all right, let's see. I have to do, by the way, I had to uh, make sure that I got for the people. Remember, we did the uh, the cocktail shaker giveaway. Anthony's got one. He'll be giving away later on in the postseason. Um, but I I had to pull the name here for um, the people who uh, you know who retweeted it, who followed. So I guess now is the time. Let me pull up my spreadsheet here, where I've got all the people who retweeted and followed. And uh, here we go. Are you ready, Anthony? Drum roll. All right, uh, the winner is over on Twitter at Benjamin Molusky. Oh! who I'm pretty sure has been a longtime that's, listener of the show. Yes, that's, you know what's the first nice. time of all the prizes we've given out, we've always we've given them out to people that we don't know, right? Yeah, that's the first time one of our like longtime. Uh, you know, people here on the Press Row Show and on Snow the Goalie, who's been you know following us since you know since near the early beginning, uh, that has won something. So I kind of feel feel I'm I'm uh, a bit nice. happy for that's it. nice. Yeah, yeah, happy for Ben. Good good How job. That? How about yeah. that? You stick with the show long enough, eventually you're gonna win something, right? Yeah, I guess that's what you you know. I mean, eventually, right? Um, okay, so congratulations to Ben Molesky. Don't worry, there are gonna be more giveaways. Uh, this postseason, we're still working on a couple of other things, um, but I can tell you that we have some things in the pipeline. So don't worry if you didn't win this one; it's okay. We'll have other stuff that we'll be giving away soon. Yeah, maybe uh, I'll do, maybe I'll do mine on Saturday. Could do that. Could do that. 
Do you want to tweet it out? Do you want me to do the Snow the Goalie account? Tweet Snow the out Goalie. About- Snow the Snow Goalie. The- that, that, right. Snow the Goalie needs the followers. I don't I don't care about me. Snow oh, the Goalie. Where we kind of I, I will tell you that this most recent one, that picked up a decent amount of followers over on the Facebook account. I th- we're over 1,000 yeah. over on uh, Facebook, which is cool. And we're now well over 1,000 on um, on Twitter as well, which is cool. The Instagram account was actually picking you up. You mean just for, just for Snow the Goalie? Yeah, what did yeah, I say? You said we. I mean, you and well, I are I, you and I are well beyond that. Number. We are well beyond that. Well beyond the thousand mark. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm getting. Listen, I I'm getting a little bit close to four thousand now. I'm getting a little bit excited, just a wee bit, just a wee bit. There's a chance. There's a small yeah, chance. Small. Yeah, you know, like me. Okay, so we will be back on Wednesday. Can't do pregame, but we'll be back for first and second intermission. I think maybe for you. I don't know if that works for you or not. We'll uh, definitely do postgame. We'll definitely do postgame. Definitely do postgame on Wednesday. Thursday, we're good. Pregame, first and second intermission, postgame, we'll be here. Um, but in the meantime, if you want to go back to better days, go back to happier times, I'd encourage everyone to go out and uh, subscribe to Snow the Goalie over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever else you get your podcasts. You can go back and listen to some of the archived uh, interviews that we did over the summer with Flyers greats like Chris Pronger and Danny Briere, Brian Prop. We had Ken Hitchcock. We had Craig Berube. Good old Mike Knubel was on the show as well. We had Patrick Sharp from NBCSN. A lot of good people on the show during the NHL pause as we continue to take the show next level. So, Go back and listen to some of those. Enjoy those times when we didn't know if hockey was going to come back. And now here we are. Hockey's back. Listen, you wanted hockey back. You had to understand that there were going to come times where the Flyers were going to lose a game. And it's okay. They're going to pick up the pieces. Be back at it for back-to-back games Wednesday, Thursday. We'll be back post-game on Wednesday. And then pre-game for second intermission and post-game on Thursday. So for Ant. At Ant San Philly, I'm Russ at Joy on Broad. Follow us on Twitter at Snow the Goalie over on Facebook, facebook.com slash Snow the Goalie. And of course, also on Instagram at Snow the Goalie. So for Ant, I'm Russ. Talk to you soon. Step back from that ledge, my friend. <laughs>